0: Hi, hey, Good morning and happy Thursday, everybody, and a special good morning and happy Thursday to all of my Eagle fans out there. I think I speak for us all when I say, what a better way to start the NFL season than a Thursday night kickoff between the Dallas Cowboys with a unsure Dak Prescott behind a unsure offensive line, one of which will not be featured, Zach Martin, all pro guard or all pro tackle. I don't even, I don't even care. But against defending Super Bowl champions and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Everybody, welcome to Five Eagles Five, just a five-minute quick weekly matchup rundown of the Eagles. This is week one. This is brought to you by Foosball Fanatics by way of day-by-day network. Now, as you can see, I got my Miles Sanders jersey ready. I mean, I'm more ready than ever for this game, man. Seriously, Uh, your boy will be in Atlanta first and foremost. That's right. I will be at the game front and center on the 40-yard line behind the Eagles bench. I can't wait. I'm super amped of it. But I think I speak for all of my Eagle fans out there when I say this is the most unsure feeling that I've ever had for a season opener ever, as long as I've been an Eagles fan, right? because we are not really sure what we're going to get, right? I mean, we're hoping for the best, but we're not sure. We're pretty uncertain. I mean, all the way across the board. I think our O-line and D-line will be the stable of the team. I think everyone knows that that will be, you know, a force to be reckoned with. But besides that, everything is just up in the air. But me, I'm very optimistic as an Eagles fan, which is not the case for most Eagles fans, unfortunately. I mean, I don't know why we're so quick to bash our teams. Me, every year, I'm going to say we're going to the Super Bowl. I've already made my predictions that we're going to face the Cleveland Browns in the Super Bowl. I know that may sound crazy, but hey, crazy ideas make money. So we're going to see what happens with it. Um, But yeah, no, I'm, I'm always going to praise my team. Now, week three or week four of last season, okay, I realized we were garbage. Nothing was going anywhere with it. But Like I said, I'm very optimistic. I think we're gonna do just fine as long as we stay healthy. That's always been our problem, right? Now, as far as for the game, week one game against the Atlanta Falcons, um, let's go ahead and start with the defensive side of the ball. We will be facing a uh, already kind of depleted offensive line for the Falcons, one of which last year was terrible and as far as against the Russian protection for Matt Ryan um but they will not be featuring their le- starting left guard Josh Andrews he will be out week 1 against the Eagles he suffered a broken hand in practice or something I'm sure he did that but hey I'll take it um so I mean I already thought we were going to get at Matt Ryan but with that being said man I mean we're like the we're like the underdogs in his. it's like a you know 3 point favorite for the Falcons I I think we're going to get after Matt Ryan man seriously uh If you ask me, I truly think it will be a 4-5 to sack game. Um, Listen, I was at the Clemson-Georgia game just last Saturday um, at Bank of America Stadium in Charlotte. And I had money on Georgia, so hence I was rooting for Georgia. And let me say, that was a defensive showdown. But Georgia's defense, they had like seven or eight sacks against DJ olavailo whatever his name is, the quarterback for Clemson. But every time they had a sack against him, I mean, it was like a big offensive play because it was a defensive game. So every time that happened, I mean, the stadium erupted. I think the same thing is going to happen against Matt Ryan. I mean, our front four... Our front defensive forward returning was already top five last year in the league as it is. You know, we were top five in sacks and many other categories. So going against a weak O-line in Atlanta with Matt Ryan, who's not a mobile quarterback, I think we're going to get at him, man. Now, to stick with defense as well. I'm actually comfortable with our corners this year. I think picking up Steven Nelson was great, and I think Darius Slayton is getting more comfortable compared to last year. He didn't do bad last year, but, you know, against the Seahawks and the Packers, you know, DK and um, Devontae got the best of them, which is no slight to Darius' game because those are great receivers, top five in the league. But still, I think he's more confident and comfortable this year. And Avante Maddox, I love that we're finally able to move him back to the slot. I hated having him out as corner that wasn't his best games his best games came from him playing in the slot that's where he's most comfortable that's where he's best used at so i'm very comfortable with our cornerbacks and um i think we will be able to you know um contain calvin ridley for the most part i picture darius slay will follow him the whole game so i think that will be a great matchup for week one for both of them will be a great battle i can't wait to see but i think we'll have the advantage on that um and, you know, I'm not worried about it. Now, if we if they would have had Julio, this would be a whole other story, right? The second they traded Julio, I was ecstatic. Because with the schedules already out, we knew that we were playing the Falcons. And when the word that Julio was leaving Atlanta, I mean, it was great news. Because Julio eats the Eagles up, you know, every time he plays us. But since it's just one wide receiver we have to worry about on Calvin really, who's a great wide receiver, I'm not too worried about that. I think our corners are going to, going to hold him down. However... I am scared that rookie tight end Kyle Pitts is going to have a great game. I think he is. Why do I say that? Because I'm skeptical about our linebackers in coverage. Against the rush, I think our linebackers are going to be phenomenal this year. You know, Eric Wilson, Alex Singleton, they fly to the ball and whatnot. But, you know, they're not the best cover linebackers. Um, And that, you know... Can leave a little bit of a scare. And not to mention our safeties. I mean, if we didn't think about it, if we didn't sign um, Anthony Harris, we would be double screwed right now because, you know, McLeod, yeah, he'll be coming back, probably not against the Falcons, but eventually. But even when he does, you know, he'll probably have to be slowly adjusted to the game. And Kayvon Wallace has been inconsistent in his play and injury. So we don't know what we're getting with him. So we're really just going into the game with. Anthony Harris, you know, being the focal point and stopping Kyle Pitts. Um, again, I think Kyle Pitts if, of anyone is going to have a good game against us, but I think not to the point where ultimately they will outscore or beat us. Now, to go on to the offensive side of the ball, I actually love that the offense was hidden during the preseason. I don't love that Jalen Hurts didn't play a lot. He only played two drives the whole preseason. I think we all would have loved to see him play more. But you know what? I can't be mad at it because uh you know at the end of the day he'll he'll be fresh. Um but it's it's gonna be very simple against the Falcons. Keep it simple. Heavy load on the running backs and tight ends. We have depth at tight end and running back position. We have two great Tight ends, top ten in the league, if you ask me, and Dallas Gollard Dallas Goddard and Zach Ertz. Why not use them both, right? Why not run that eleven personnel? And not to mention we have depth at running back. Miles Sanders, I mean Booby is my guy. That's our number one guy. You know, yeah, he may have some inconsistencies and, you know, uh, catching the ball and whatnot. But as an overall back, I love that he's our number one back. You know, he's very versatile. I can't wait to see him go off. Boston Scott is Boston Scott. He's always going to make plays when we least expect it. Um, And hey, the rookie, Kenny Gainwell. I mean, he's going to be like a Swiss Army Knight for this offense. I can already see that coming now. You heard it here first. Uh, And Jordan Howard, I'm glad that we didn't fully release him. Yeah, he's on practice squad, but I eventually see him being signed to the 53-man roster because, I mean, he, like, came back strong. You know, last year and whatnot, he was kind of bouncing around teams. He was a little out of shape. He got on his bully. You know, we all remember that great block block against the Steelers in the preseason, but I'm loving Jordan Jordan Howard, man. I mean, he's that great, you know, two punch after the jab from Miles Sanders or Boston Scott. He's that right hook, you know, that power back um, like he was in the past years with us. So I'm, I'm excited to see him get off of the practice squad and get back in the mix with us. Now, with that being said, with the heavy load on the tight ends and the running backs, I think that's going to make a great opportunity for one on ones on the outside with our receivers. And our number one being Devontae Smith, and number two being um, Quez Watkins. And you know, Jalen Rager, Rager in the slot, of course, but let's stick to the outsides for now. You have Devontae, um, Devontae Smith who is, you know, a crisp route runner who can beat any type of coverage, especially press coverage, which is huge, which is the far most important thing for any wide receiver in the National Football League. And then you have Quez Watkins, who, Quez Watkins, who can run with the best of them. You know, I said last year on last year's Foosball Fanatics episode that Quez was going to have a breakout game against the Cardinals and that he did. He can run with the best of them. I think he has speed up there with Tariq Hill in them. Um, and he can run past any corner. So if it's one-on-one with him, he's blowing past him, no question. Now, to talk about the defense and offense a little bit, um, all in all with the preseason, I'm happy that, uh, you know, John Gannon and Nick Sirianni didn't show their hands during the preseason, at least not on TV. You know, it's a lot of, you know, uh, hype about how well we did in the joint practices and how serious Nick Sirianni took that. And I mean, hey, who knows? That might lead to something down the uh, down the line where teams start to put, you know, great focus on that in the future. He puts such a focus on that in the future to where our preseason games, we didn't really take serious. And yeah, we got blown out, but I'm like, I mean, look at listen to what Nick Sirianni is saying. He's having emphasis on our joint practices were good. So that's either gonna be very good or very bad. If it's very good, then, you know, look for other teams to kind of imitate that, you know, in the years to come. But, you know, if it's bad in the sense that they didn't get a feel of that game feel and game speed under the lights with crowd, you know, a crowd and attendance, then uh, yeah. But I'm happy that they didn't show their hands. Um, And most importantly, you know, first and foremost, it kept the players healthy. Think about this. We are going into the season with a healthy roster from front to bottom. We are going into the season with a healthy roster. I don't even know the last time this happened. Just rewind to last year, right? What happened? Before the season even started, before preseason even started, before training camp even started, Brandon, Brandon Brooks tear his Achilles, right? And from there, I just knew it was over, man. I mean, as far as, you know, injuries concerned, I just knew it was going to be like a domino effect. And sure enough, it was. I mean, we were very depleted last year, but it started before the season even started with Brandon Brooks, and it just boom, 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 right? We're going into the season fully healthy now. With that being said, ironically, Brandon Brooks, you know, was on the IR for being limited in practice for some type of, you know, knee problem. So we're going to see and make sure and hope that, you know, that's all it is. It's just a, you know, just a slight nuisance, but nothing serious. And second and foremost, you know, with uh, Coach Sirianni again and not showing their cards, it makes schemes unplannable for other teams, right? Against the Saints, Jalen Jalen Hurts last year in his debut was able to be so good because the Saints didn't know what they were getting exactly. Um, I think the same is to say with going into the season, we definitely didn't show our hand with offense. We don't know what Sirianni has planned for Jalen Hurts in the offense, right? We didn't see any of it in the preseason. So we're going to see it this week. And I think it's going to catch the Falcons and many other teams by surprise, and uh, overall, I'm just excited to see it. Same for Coach Gannon with the defense. I'm ready to see you know what type of defensive schemes he draws up to get you know uh, Josh Sweat, Derek Barnett, Brandon Graham with those with those one on ones, and even Ryan Kerrigan. I want to see what those front four doing. Eric Wilson, who was a great blitzing linebacker, um, so I'm ready to see what it was. You know, with Jim Schwartz, it was very basic. We ran a lot of cover four and whatnot didn't really disguise or blitz a lot. So I think Gannon will uh, bring a little bit of spark to the defense compared to what we've had in recent years, recent, recent years. Look at me. Sorry, it's really early. But now, on to the three breakout players that I have for week one. First and foremost, on the offensive side, I have Devontae Smith with a breakout game this week. And not just hoping that, because of the fact that he's starting on my fantasy team this week. But um, no, I really think he's going to go off. I mean, I don't think, you know, I'm speaking out of pocket when I say that he's the smoothest wide receiver off the line that we've ever had. Not saying he's the best overall, because we've had T.O. who's freakish athletic. We had Jason Avant, who was one of the best catchers, along with Chris Carter. Carmichael, of course, who just got inducted to the Hall of Fame. But I think Devontae Smith is the smoothest wide receiver off the line that we've ever had. Um. And not only that, you know, the fact that he's so smooth off the line, it it makes him virtually unguardable versus one-on-one in press coverage, off coverage, whatever. If you look at the Patriots tape, you know, um, yeah, he had his, you know, few catches and that zigzag route was beautiful, made the, you know, defender touch ground and whatnot. But if you look at the plays where the ball wasn't thrown to him, he was getting open. I mean, he was constantly beating press coverage. That's impressive for a a veteran wide receiver, let alone a rookie wide receiver, right? So I think he's going to go off. Um, And last but definitely not least as to why I think Devontae is going to have a breakout game is because of the fact that he has had some of the most remarkable moments in Atlanta at the Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Let's rewind. The two most important games in college football, national championships. Let's go back to 2018 when he made that catch, the clutch catch to seal the deal in overtime against Georgia in 2018. I mean, that's that was like the first time we really heard his name, right? And then from there, he came right back for the national championship in 2020, just last year against Ohio State. I mean, that game was insane. He set many, I mean, multiple records in that game. Let's go down the list, shall we? Number one, he set the record for single game receptions in a college game. Number two, he set the record for most receiving yards in the first half of a college game. Number three, he set the single game receiving touchdown record in a game. But you know what the crazy part about all this is? He left early in the third quarter with the injury and didn't return so that was a whole quarter and one and three quarters of a quarter that he missed and set these three records so he's not shy of going off at mercedes-benz stadium I think it's going to be no different come Sunday. I got him going off, and my final prediction for him is two tugs. That's right, two TDs. I think he's going to get his first NFL touchdown, and then I think he's going to double up like Nip, R-I-P. All right, my second player for breakout players is Josh Sweat, who had a great training camp and preseason. Um, And then, like I said before, we're going against a very weak offensive line, one missing their starting guard at that, which will mean that, you know, they will have to give the rookie help and they will more than likely double team big fletch. And when they do that, it'll create one on ones for Brandon Graham and Josh Sweat. But I, you know, I think all of them are going to wreak havoc on a QB, but I think Josh Sweat uh, himself will go off just a little more my predictions for him. Numbers-wise, I have him with two sacks and one TFL. And last but definitely not least for my breakout player is Alex Singleton, who was <laughs> who was all pro this preseason, right? Um, just looking at the way he plays, man, he swarms to the ball every single play. And it reminds me of the Super Bowl with Devin White, who should have won Super Bowl MVP. And I say that because if you go back and watch the Super Bowl versus the, the um, Chiefs, yeah, the front four was getting at my homes, but just watch Devin White every single play. Every single play, he was near the ball. He was flying every single play. And I see a lot of that in Alex Singleton. Um, you know, he has 100% effort and heart on every play, and that's something that you can't coach or beat. And clearly, he has resilience. I mean, just look at his career. He's been cut by multiple teams, went to the CFL, came back to the NFL. We picked him up for special teams. He ended up stepping into a starting position due to injury. And from there, he earned and, you know, really held on to that starting position. And then was even voted team captain, right? So I'm not just seeing the resilience in him. The world is seeing it, and most importantly, his teammates and the coaching staff is seeing it. So I have him with the breakout game as well. Uh, total for 12 tackles and one to two TFLs tackle for losses. Now, for the final game prediction, I don't know, man. Like I said, I'm, I'm very optimistic, but I just don't see how we can lose this. I don't really see it being that close neither. My final score prediction is 28-17 our way. I had it 31-17 at first, but you know, I, I took three off. I think it's going to be 28 17. I think we're going to run it up, and I think it's going to be hard for them to score. But like I said, I'm scared of Kyle Pitts. That's really the only offensive weapon I'm scared of. Ridley, you know, um, if we run zone, then yeah, he might get the best of us, you know, coming behind or across the linebackers. But if we go one on one with some help over top, then I don't see Ridley, you know, uh, cooking us too bad, cooking Slay too bad. At least I hope not. But that is my five Eagles five for the day. All of my Eagles fans tuning in. I appreciate y'all. Make sure that you subscribe to Foosball Fanatics. On the podcast stations, you can find it on Google Podcasts, Spotify Podcast, Apple Podcasts, and subscribe to Day by Day TV on YouTube. But this video will also be dropped on Facebook, so I would love to hear you guys' comments. Make sure that, you know, whatever you have a comment versus anything I said, go ahead and drop that comment below. Also, make sure that you like and subscribe while you're at it. And be on the lookout for Foosball Fanatics, which will debut next week for week two of the season. But... Until next week, this is 5Eagles5 brought to you by Foosball Fanatics by way of day-by-day TV and network. Until next time, everybody, have a good NFL Sunday and Monday and most importantly Thursday to watch them Cowboys take that L. Peace.